Welcome back to another episode of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I am your host, Tung Nguyen, and today I've got a supporting guest, Nathan. Hello. Here. Nathan, <laughs> how are you going? Yeah, good. Always. And a very special guest and a warm welcome to a very uh, nice, fun celebrity <laughs> we always talk about, Mr. Scott Yang, the founder of Ozbargan. How are you going today? I'm good. Hello, everyone. First time coming to a podcast. <laughs> It's very, very, you know, humbling to meet you and yeah. also to finally have you on the podcast. We um, have multitude, a multitude of episodes where we talk about so many things on bargains and saving money. It's almost like meeting one of your heroes. <laughs> it is, it is, pretty much. So, for a bit of context, uh, Scott, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, my name is Scott and um, yeah, I have one wife, two daughters I mean, one is uh, going to be, one's actually year two of this year, so she's going to be in uni next year. Mm. Yeah, and I, I run this website called Oz Bargain. Oz Bargain. And I'm an, I'm an Asian. <laughs> yeah. Like an Asian Australian. Right? Asian Australian. So I, I actually, I was born in Taiwan um, many years ago, many, many years ago. And I came to Australia when I was 14 to uh, in year eight. So when my family first came, we were, uh, I was studying in, uh, in Queensland. Uh, spent about five years there, and then came down to to Sydney to study uni university. So I did uh, engineering course uh, on computing. So I started working pretty much. I actually I started working before I graduated. Um, so I took uh, engineering course is four years. So I just took half a year off after after the third year to uh, to work full time, and then uh, continue to work part time when I trying to finish my thesis. And uh, the couple of uh, programming jobs, uh, most of development jobs, doing um, things like online gaming, things that uh, financial uh, planning software. And back in 2001, I was, uh, me and a few uh, friends were sort of a start a company that later on got acquired by a public company. Can you reveal to us what that company was? So it was a, a company called Iris, which um, a lot of... Um, Say so stock traders will be using the the the, uh, the desktop solutions they have, and but uh, the company that we started was called Xplan, which was uh, a software for the financial planners. So some you guys might have uh, financial planners who some will come to you and tell you that how much you need to save so you can retire with a good retirement. So, yeah, so basically uh, developing a software for for that kind of clients, so they can go and help their clients. And that company got acquired by Iris back in 2003, I think. And afterwards, I was, I was just uh, working for that company. So you've been pretty much in programming for as long as you can remember. Yeah. This kind of work. So um, I, was, I was programming when I was, uh, when I was a kid. So my first computer was uh, a Commodore VIC-20. Oh, so yes. I mean, you guys probably know yeah. Commodore sixty four, which with a sixty four k of memory, but yeah. VIC twenty has got four kilobytes of memory, and then you got to load in the program yeah. using the cassette player, the magnetic tape cassette player. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow. so you put in the cassette player, you close the lid, uh, press on the play, and then you start loading the program into the computer, and then you can start playing your games or, or do whatever. Oh wow! Yeah, so, oh, I think, yeah, I've only ever seen the sixty four. Which I think I think That's was just yeah, loaded. I mean, it's similar to sixty-four, yeah. Yeah, but it was sort of one generation before that. Yeah, 
Okay, so you're working um, for, I guess, one of the major companies, and then I know you've been asked this a lot. Um, so how did that eventually lead towards the birth of Ozbargan? So working for a big company is, was, uh, was good, but it's, it's also quite comfortable, I think. Mm. Uh, but what um, at the same time, also, um, I was in a position of helping out some of the international students. So I, I go to a church on the UNSW campus, and there's lots of international students. And a lot of the time that people were complaining how expensive things are in Australia. I mean, <laughs> they're probably coming from Southeast Asia, from China, from uh, Singapore, Malaysia, and uh, always complaining how expensive things are. So what I was trying to do is trying to show them that things don't have to be that expensive. I mean, it's still expensive, mm. but it doesn't have to be that expensive. And tr- trying to show them the world where they can find cheap stuff. So I started by sending out a blog by uh, just writing articles and uh, trying to explain to them that how where they can find bargains. And then uh, it started getting readership outside of my friends, and people start sending sending me deals and asking me, "Oh, uh, Scott, can you actually feature this deal on your blog?" <laughs> and then there are actually there are companies retailers. I remember at the beginning was uh. Catch, catch of the day. Ah, yes. And also yes. Kogan. I mean, they start sending me deals and say, oh, can you actually have that on your homepage? Because catch of the day back then was one deal a day. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. That was many, many years ago. Back then, yeah. They only have one deal every day. And then they say, oh, can you actually have that on Osbargan? Or they start sending me deals and asking me to feature those. Uh, yeah, so, but a lot of times there's, other people, other bargain hunters, they ask, oh, I actually found these deals that might be interesting to your readers. And then at the time, I, I was sort of uh, tired of it. Start sending me deals. <laughs> I, I end up just setting up a platform and say, how about you guys posting it yourself? <laughs> you crowdsourced the bargain hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah it's a good start. So that was in the uh, end of 20, no, yeah, 2006. Yeah. Did you build that forum um, yourself or...? It was initially a, a module for, for a platform called Drupal. Mm. Yeah, so I took an open source CMS and then just building a module around it. I mean, even right now, Osbargan is still pretty much a rewrite of the original Drupal CMS. So we still took the core and then start adding more and more things. So it became uh, like Osbargan today. Yeah, it's still a nice and simple layout though. Like it's pretty easily understandable and... Mm. Like, it's almost reminiscent of Reddit. Yeah. yeah. So keep it simple. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about the design. So we haven't changed the design much over the last decade, I think. I mean, we, we've been, people have been complaining about the designs and it's saying that, oh, you need to move into the modern days, you need to move into the <laughs> 21st century, etc. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a struggle for us as well because one, uh, on one hand, you really want to take in the latest design. I mean, there's a lot of uh, good websites out there that are giving you hints about, okay, what's the latest, what latest design and how you can make things easier to use. But on the other hand, there are also users who really hate it when um, things move by a pixel. Mm. So, so a few years ago, we, we changed the fonts and then people start creating threads and why things are changed. I mean, we all like the, the good old ways. I feel like fonts are a bit sensitive though. Every time a font changes on something, everyone immediately notices, even yeah, if it's that, small. Font changes, even, or color changes, yeah. Yeah. 
But like, I suppose like the current look of the site is pretty iconic, just like the orange header and then that listicle, yeah. that, that main list at the front. Because I feel like a lot of the users that you might have, and I know you're like one of the most visited websites in Australia, will come on and just look at it and then leave, which is what I do on a morning basis. <laughs> Every, day. <laughs> Every day. I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we rolled out the new homepage, I think last year or the year before, basically just taking the, the best deal off from the last 20 something else mm. and then just present it to you so that i mean a lot of people just they don't want to visit individual pages so they want to go to the new deals page and scan every deals they just want to open up and say okay what's the good news yeah for today yeah and they they can take bits and pieces and then leave yeah so a lot of people do that yeah yeah it doesn't make sense to you know make this I mean, they're different levels of bargainers. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. true. Because you've got a pretty um, well-established community at this point. And I've seen the forum pages sometimes. There's some people that are seriously into it. <laughs> yeah. Different types of uh, seriousness. <laughs> yeah. How does it feel to be coining new slang? There's this yeah. new, um, you know, when a, a deal gets sold out, you know, there's Oz bargained. Uh, if, someone, if someone scalps a deal, yeah. um, then it's burdened. And it's like... How does that feel that you're essentially just creating a new, like a new, new bunch of words? That <laughs> it's it's totally outside my controls, but but it does feel um, it's quite interesting because I'm being part of the history of internet in Australia. Mm. Yeah, been, I see some of the words being used outside of Osbargan context. Yeah, it's like leaked into other aspects of yeah. <laughs> uh, of life. It's great to see, um, I suppose, like the community aspect of the whole thing. And every every year you guys get a bit more um, involved in it. Like your April Fool's jokes. Oh, I love them. Every year. One year it actually got me. I thought you I thought you were actually introducing a premium subscription one year and I got so upset. And I, I think what you said was you were going to use the fees to have a yacht, uh, a yacht party once a year. I was like, I don't want this yacht. I just want my bargains. That's so good. I love the um, the Chinese one, the Chinese year one. Yeah. Uh, I think when it was like we were starting to post deals about like baby powder and stuff to ship oh. overseas. And where to find the cheap uh, properties. <laughs> so you can buy multi-million houses. Yeah. Oh my God. For a bit of context for our listeners, um, if you don't know Ozbargan, it's um, one of the uh, you know top visited sites in Australia, posting cheap deals on pretty much everything. Uh, it's actually 43rd um, out of 50, beating out um, X Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, it's quite is, up Is there. that supposed to be an achievement? <laughs> it, it, it is if you think about it. But you're also betting out Twitch, which is that, that's Twitch, a huge achievement. Um, PayPal, Westpac, Seek. That, it's beating out, yeah. There's more sites. people looking for bargains than there are for jobs, I suppose. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one, one thing I found was, I mean, because we're looking at the, our stats and the... the um, so, obviously, I mean, during the sleeping hours between that... 12 o'clock and the 6 o'clock it's pretty quiet for us on all bargain but mm. we hear the first peak at around 9 o'clock in the morning mm. so I'll, I'll, just, I'll just be guessing that a lot of people when they first arrived uh, at work open up the computer and the first thing they do was just checking all bargain <laughs> that's, oh, wait, that's, that's us we're, <laughs> yeah, that's us. we're part of that spot <laughs> I'll, I'll sit down with my coffee in the morning before anything starts at work I'll just have a scroll you have, you yeah. have influenced I think millions of Australians daily routine at work by checking your site first thing in the morning. I'll check it at lunch sometimes too. Yes, I mean, 9 o'clock and uh, 12 to 1, that's yeah. another peak. So 9 o'clock's peak, 12 to 1 lunchtime. Is there any other like unusual time? Uh, no, that's, I mean, the next peak would just be around uh, 9 to 10 o'clock in the evenings. 
Yeah, uh, just before bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't miss anything before we sleep. Yeah, that's pretty good. I feel like in some ways the website's influenced me to buy more. Everyone says that, yeah, because <laughs> you wouldn't have known to buy that product in the first place if yeah. you didn't see it. And that was the same when I like, I think there was a period on Ozbargan where I think it was like 2016, 2017, where people were posting a lot of Chinese goods overseas, like fidget spinners. Ah, uh, yeah. Just like complete landfill. And I'd yeah. always just buy it. And I've still got a stack of them in my, on my table. <laughs> just useless stuff. I mean, that was during a year when a lot of uh, Chinese retailers started going online and the, uh, the I think they spend a lot of money trying to uh, push into an overseas market. So before it was Gearbest, oh, yeah. uh, Big yeah. Buying and uh, Banggood. I mean, there's quite a few of them. I mean, Gearbest has gone. I think they, yeah, they sort of disappeared. Yeah, I don't but, see any posts from them anymore. Joy Buy as well. So yeah. that was one uh, sponsored by JD. So yeah, they, they pump out a lot of marketing dollars trying to send one cent items overseas. I mean, even one thing won't even cover the, the, the postage. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of overseas deals, I understand you also run two other different sites. You've got Choice Cheapies, which is the New Zealand site. Yeah. And then you also have Cheap Cheap Lot, which is the Singapore That's right. site. So they aren't as big as Ozbargan, maybe not just yet. So why do you think that is? I think the main reason is that uh, we didn't put too much effort into it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to bring ourselves. But, I mean, I don't actually have anyone on the ground in Singapore or also in New Zealand. Mm. But for New Zealand, we all, I think we are already hitting a spot where the the local presence, I mean, the local audiences become uh, big enough so they can sort of support themselves. Similar mm. to what Osbargan is. So you, you need to have a big enough momentum so that the community can grow by itself. So for for cheap cheap now and also for choice chippies, we're doing that similar to what Osbargan is. I mean, we're just providing the platform and also providing the tools so that people can actually go and share the deals they found. But ah, so I think for New Zealand, we sort of already hit the momentum so that people can uh, and actually they are lots of people going in there and trying to share the the bargains in them, themselves. But for Singapore. That's um first. I think first of all, it's it's quite different from Australia and also New Zealand market. So the retailers, the retailers are different. People are also very different, and also it's also uh, we found it difficult to tap into other uh, community networks, other community websites, other forums to advertise our Singapore <laughs> site. Mm. Yeah. How was it born about this the Singapore site? I mean, for both of them, they were both coming from people saying, "Oh, they're going back to their home country and uh, they want something similar to Osbargan." Mm. Ah, right, right, yeah. I've always thought of that. You know, what if I lived overseas? Like, what's the equivalent of like the US version of Osbargan? Yeah, I can't think of any. No, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know if to, well, I've and never US, looked. Yeah, it's probably Sleek Deals. Sneak Deals. Sleek. Sleek Deals. Dot net. That's not oh, well, that looks pretty much like. Oh, that yeah, that that looks like almost like the the click frenzy website in a way. Sort of yeah. But they are they also have the community of themselves. Mm. So I'm not too sure how many deals actually uh, posted by the community. So for Osbargan, you can tell you can pretty much tell which deals are posted by the community and which deals posted by the, the, the store reps. Yeah, that that's what I've appreciated the most about Osbargan is that it's like unbiased. Yeah, and, well, uh, and, you, and you know that it's not like just the corporate shell that's yeah. posting and advertising something. Yeah. And yeah. I know in the background, you guys do a lot of work with 
finding sock puppeting accounts, which by definition just means that a random account that's pretending to be a general member of the public and posting a deal on behalf of a company. That's right. Yeah. yeah and it helps with trusting the comments because sometimes you'll look at the comments and see just how good that deal is. And sometimes people are like, no, it's been cheaper before. Just hold off. <laughs> I appreciate the yeah. comments yeah. so much, man. Just like the, the some people that put like full on reviews on the item. I love that. Apart from those two sites, you've got Couponese as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it. I think we, we, we only just found out about it because we, we scrolled all the way down to the bottom. But is that just like coupons that you put in at the end? of? Yeah. So, I mean, the Couponese is just a depository for coupons. So, they, it's basically sourcing the coupons from all our sites and also from some of the other networks that we are we're getting the, the coupons from. And then, we, yeah, we're pretty much getting those coupons in into one place and then pushing them out to Old Bargain as well. So oh. for example, you go to Old Bargain and then you go to certain website, uh, certain stores on Old Bargain. Mm. For example, going to eBay, and then you can see the first section was, oh, these are the coupons that are currently available that you can use. Oh. So those ones are actually get pushed out from Kubernetes. Uh, so it actually starts from Kubernetes and gets pushed to your other platforms. So, so it's, uh, yeah, so it becomes both ways. Mm. So you, I mean, posting a coupons on Amazon. And the coupon get pushed into coupons, and then you get pushed out to um, choice chippies. Yeah. So the New Zealand side can also, oh, these are the uh, the deals from uh, from Oldsbargain, so they can either click through and then go to Amazon using the coupon, or they can actually see what people say about that coupon on Oldsbargain. Oh. But a lot of times that the coupon actually source from other networks. I mean, source from affiliate network, for example. So they are. Companies paying uh, for, I mean, you guys familiar with affiliate networks? So, yeah. 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 So, we, we've been getting those programmatically. So, just getting, copying the, the coupon code and injecting into Oz Bargain and removing all the affiliate information so uh, and then get pushed out to, into uh, Oz Bargain. So, if Oz Bargain, we don't actually want people to click through the affiliate link. Yeah. If you are a login user. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I remember reading about okay, that. Yeah, because you, you, nom- uh, you can nominate out of that, right? Opt like out. That, yeah, opt out, sorry. Oh, if you're looking at those bargain, you don't see any of our affiliate link anyway. Oh. Is that the main income source? And the main income source is actually the display ads. So oh, yeah. the banner ads. Yeah. I mean, uh, you don't get to see them if you turn it off on your profile or you use ad blocker. Yeah. I've disabled mine specifically but, uh, for those bargain. <laughs> But um, we also get maybe around a quarter of our revenue is coming from affiliate links. So if you are not logging in towards Bargain, for example, you're a guest user, yeah. and you're clicking through some of the deals, and you will say affiliate on the picture, yeah. and then we might get some commission. That's, I mean, that's how sites like uh, Cash Rewards and the shop yeah, bag yeah. work. Yeah. That's how YouTubers make money too. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, with yeah. the Amazon products or something. Yeah, the link yeah. in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. If you so if you click through, buy through the link, you guys get a commission. Yeah. So, but but at this point, you're making enough to really make it your full time uh, job, right? Yeah. So it's not just me doing full time. I also have about six other, seven other stuff. Yeah. So all the moderators are pay full time. Oh wow! And also, I have um, another developer working for me. Oh, and you you got a company called Delview. Yeah, so that's the more more like an umbrella company for all our projects. Ah, uh, okay. So is it it's like is it Meta? The, yeah, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, I suppose it's, so. Is it like the six of you? You guys have Oz bargains, and then that umbrella of 
Bargain websites. Do you do any other projects outside of Ozbargains? No, that's it. So uh, Ozbargain, Choice Shippies, and uh, Cheap Cheap Line, and Kubernetes, that's all the sites we have. Yeah. I saw a post that in September 2008, so two years after you launched, you guys hit a million views in a month, I think. Yeah. Was that in a month or was that overall? <laughs> I think probably a month. In a month? Yeah. Wow, so these days we we'll probably do 40? 40. 40 million. Yeah. 40 million or views a month. Like what? That's why you're beating our Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's insanity. And, and it'd be repeated views. Is that, is that like um, unique views or is that? Oh, no, no, these are just page views. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably me like refreshing. Yeah, like three <laughs> to four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's me like every 10 minutes, man. Uh, <laughs> so how did it feel though when you, um, when you saw that you were getting a million views a month for the first time? Yep. How did that feel to you? I found it quite interesting. I didn't know why people were, so many people came. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that time, that was a side project for you, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah. So uh, for the first few years, that was a side project. So I was pretty much burning midnight oil, mm. finished work, and I came back home and um, spending a, sometimes a few hours working on Osbargan that night. Wow. Um, and that it also includes the moderation as well. But um, it was a lot easier back then. And uh, a lot of times that I I didn't really care some of the comments that has been said, <laughs> <laughs> and or sometimes I just unaware of what has been said on the on the site. And uh, a bit of coding here and there, and yeah, just trying to keep the site up and running. And and then, yeah, so I I start working full time for Osbargain in, in beginning of twenty eleven. Three years after the million page views a month, was that when you saw that? It was generating enough income to just like leave your sort of, job, yeah. yeah, your job. Yeah. So I, I was actually thinking of leaving a bit earlier, so around uh, twenty ten. But I mean, because of my previous job, there's a lot of things I need to unload and also pass on. Mm. So I'm also trying to. Uh, I mean, one thing I was trying to get was getting my long service leave. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So because I, I stopped working there in 2001, uh, uh, yeah. Ah, so you would have to leave 2011. <laughs> yeah, that, but, that's, uh, six <laughs> month, that's six months of paid leave you'd be foregoing, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's three months. Oh, I was three for months? 10 years, it's oh, three months. Oh, I three months. Yeah, sorry. Damn, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then you get paid out, You get paid that out if you don't take it as well. So that would have been a... Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but my main thing was trying to pass on a lot of things because I've been there for for many years. Yeah. So trying to just offloading my responsibility to other to other people. Yeah. Was it a hard decision? I don't think it was a hard decision because the revenue was there, and also um, I can see many benefits of, of um, working for myself. Uh, for example, working from home. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So over the last two years, I mean, a lot of people been working from home. So people start asking me, oh, how do you how do you feel about working from home? I, I've been I was I was doing that for the last ten years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also at the time, my my kids were growing up, so uh, it's, yeah, it's nice to be able to um, be at home and uh, and then see them when they come back from from school. Yeah, that's yeah. that'd be nice. Do they know about those bargains? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are my little. Evangelist, yeah. <laughs> telling the the friends at, at school and uh, telling the teachers at school as well. Uh, that is the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason that you procrastinate at work. They, they collect all those bargain t-shirts and uh, and hoodies as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Also, that yeah, on Mufti days, you you tell them to wear your <laughs> merch to wrap the brand. Yeah. Do, do you get do you get those using like like the sticker mule deals on um, Oz bargains as well? 
Which ones? The I think I think Sticker Mule. Mule sometimes has like you can print a T-shirt design for like oh, a heavy discount. I mean, we we did try it, but the ones we made wasn't from those deals. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I mean, with deals, sometimes the the, the problem I found is that um, they don't always come when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. And also the quantity is a bit different. So for uh, for T-shirt, normally I do about 200 to 400 prints, mm. So which might not necessarily um, be yeah, suitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah. commercial grade. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That step, yeah. We, you, how many stickers did you get printed? Like 20? I get like 50 at a time yeah. when I print my stuff. You have yeah. to use like five different emails. <laughs> 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 but now the community for Ozbargan's grown um, so much that every year... Well, you know, pre-COVID, you guys were having like birthday meetups in, you know, multiple states. Multiple states. Yeah. Sometimes the sense they multiple cities, multiple places. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple. I remember for your one of your birthday meetups, there were like eight different locations. In, in Sydney. Alone. Oh, well, last, last year. <laughs> Sydney yeah. had a lot. Was that, was that last year? I mean, we had quite a few last year. Uh, I went yeah. to the recent one. Yeah. yeah that, that was the one you went to, right? Uh, that was, was in Chatswood. Malaysian or something? I forgot what it was. I can't remember. I mean, the one in Chats was the Filipino one. But the Malaysia was the one in 2019. Was oh, it the downstairs restaurant, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The, those, those meetups, they even have people like sponsoring them. Um, seems like a lot of fun for the people out there that haven't gone to one. You definitely should. <laughs> Where you got like, you know, little giveaways and it's nice to meet, um, you know, all the Osbargan community. Which consisted mostly, from my experience, uh, younger Asian guys in IT. <laughs> do you do you think that's the trend of the meetups? Or, I mean, from the stats we are getting from the online users, it's it's a quite a broad demographic, not only consisting of young Asian male working in IT, but <laughs> somehow, somehow. Only the uh, young male Asians working IT comes to our uh, our meetups for some reason. We're, we're the shameless ones. Here. The, the <laughs> one, the one looking the free for free food. food. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was us at uni. We'd only sign up for the societies just to get the free barbecues. Yeah, oh my, like yeah. for VSA, you don't you pay the five dollars so you can get four sausage chisels a year. Yeah, that was so worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, um, Scott, your website was the. The motivation of starting our own society at uni called Macquarie Uni Bargain Hunters, where we'd find all the free food on campus for everyone. Oh, well done. Yeah, it was, it was, it was actually, it was two-pronged. Tung's motivation was to collate all the free food you can get. Mine was to book a study room that only societies could book. So we could have our own, like, private area. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice quiet area. I think, I think our Facebook page is still up. Like, still there. Yeah. yeah. We had about 500 followers or something basically it was just looking on Ozbargans for the best deal of the day and then posting <laughs> we it. just filtered it down to like to yeah. like what was local and then you get one uh, like one odd Macquarie Uni specific discount like oh, sometimes a free Ip- barbecue on, on, on campus yeah, yeah or Ipido I mean open day I mean, during the all week that's always oh, um, yeah, very heaps. popular I love them free pens because I, I live right next to UNSW and uh, I usually go to the all weeks. Yeah. For freebies and uh, yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> but you're not studying at uni. Why, why are you going to the <laughs> weeks? Lots of other people going to there. Well, not, you, not students. You, you probably have to take your daughter sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. Next year That's I'll true. have a legitimate reason to actually yeah. go. Yes. <laughs> no one could call you out on it. Uh, but time. apart from um, your actual website, you've got a couple of communities like Facebook, I think maybe Twitter as well. And I saw you guys did a um, an active Ozbargans challenge a couple of years back. 
Yep. And I think the idea was well, get kitted out to run for the cheapest amount possible or something, was it? It's actually taking photos and uh, or videos yeah. and showing how you save by um, by and doing exercise at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So you, some people posting their, their kids, uh, what sort of uh, running shoes and uh, running apparel they, they, they got mm. <laughs> and how they are doing the gym without actually going to the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw your, your one, your preferred energy gel uh, sources and a loop batteries. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more memes that come out of Osbargan. Yeah. And yeah. loop batteries. There was Recharge actually an loop battery deal today. <laughs> there, there are always some. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves them. But I take it you're an, um, you're an active runner then? Yes, I, I do. This year, I haven't been running much, that much this year. But yeah, so in the past years, I normally run 2,000 uh, to 3,000K a year. Wow. 2,000 or 3,000 K. How many pairs of shoes do you go through? Because they recommend you switch them out every 500 Ks. Yeah, so about, normally I go through or four pairs ah, a year. And what's your shoe of choice? I mean, I, I like, um, normally I run in New Balance. Mm. So mm. for the last few years, I normally run in uh, Zente. But now have, they have this continuous Zente. So normally the, uh, I don't like too much stack. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of newer shoes has uh, thick stacks just to uh, so they can uh, be softer yeah. and more yeah. bouncy. Like ultra yeah. boosts. Yeah, yeah that, ultra boosts. Uh, I've got I've got the um the zoom. I can't remember what they called. Next percent Vaporflies. Yeah, Vaporflies. They're they're basically just running on a sponge. Yeah, with a three to four centimeters of uh, of stack height. Yeah, but I, I like uh, I like more ground feel, so I, I normally just run for. Lower, lower high shoes. Yeah. Have you ever tried one of those? Um, the basically barefoot runners. All it is no. is <laughs> sock for your foot. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like a little lower bit. one, but but I still want to protect my, my feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do do you do like um half marathons, marathons, or anything? Because to cover that amount of yeah. So I, I normally I run half marathon uh, on weekends, but I don't I don't go to races. Yeah. Because they are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I can I still can't put myself. Why do you need to pay to actually to run, run. <laughs> run on the road that I normally run in? I'll make my own middle. <laughs> I, I can come out tomorrow and run exactly the same route <laughs> for zero dollar. <laughs> That's true. All right, uh, back to the meetups. What have been some highlights from all the meetups? Like, what have been your favorite memories? I think just meeting the Osbargeners and putting the faces to. I mean, putting username to faces. <laughs> Uh, and also a lot, a lot of times that people say um, uh, people's uh, uh, mental image of Osbargeners, uh, <laughs> mean and um, very uh, threaded and threaded. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, actually, when you go to a meetup and when you meet some people face to face, I mean, a lot of times that you, you actually meet some very nice people. Mm. Well, you yeah. two, you two met one of those meetups. <laughs> I've gone to a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love them. I've met like plenty of people from there and everyone's usually quite uh, welcoming. Anyway, yeah. And so the online persona might be very different from the real person. I mean, we, we all can uh, have our own online persona, what we pretend to be, but seeing actually the actual person, I mean, without um, hiding behind your username, sometimes um, people can be nice. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the internet does something to people. It's just the anonymity. Yeah. So do you ever walk around... Like when you're going shopping or something, do you ever spot people just on Ozbargain on their phone? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Especially, I mean, going to, uh, say, food courts outside Macca's or, or Domino's. I mean, you see people pulling out their phones and looking for 
for bargains. Yeah, 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 yeah you would, you would. Before you buy a pizza. I, I, yeah. I always find it funny because every time we see a McDonald's deal, the, the thumbnail is McDonald's doesn't like us posting <laughs> yeah. about it. <laughs> Can't use their icons or something? Yeah, so so we, we got an um, email from the from the US lawyer oh. a few years ago asking. I mean, they I suspect initially just want to take down some certain deals uh, because sometimes we actually push out deals. I mean, some people figure out the deals before they they go alive. So uh, uh-huh. we do get um, emails from companies a lot asking us to take the deals down. But if it's already available, I mean, it's a bit pointless to take them down. Yeah. So. I suspect McDonald's was just trying to say, oh, well, um, you are actually now infringing our copyright by having our logos there. Uh, <laughs> just looking for excuses. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, well, we, we can just change our thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> Go around it. <laughs> Same with uh, Subway, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Subway does that too, I've noticed. But the, the, I think the funny thing is with McDonald's is that sometimes you get a random McDonald's deal where you can get like things basically for free. Like the, the oh. time you can get the cheeseburger with all the <laughs> like ten pad, ten buns or something. That was yeah. the stupidest hack I've ever seen. But all the hacks and with um, uh, Macus and also with the KFC. Mm. Yes, I mean the, the the things that you can do with with their menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, everyone always posts the frozen Coke and then you you buy a um a Sunday. Oh no, not Sunday. You buy the soft serve and it's a cheaper spider. Ah, and you get yeah. a cone, so it's yeah. like a dollar seventy. You know, they're actually charging 80 cents for a soft serve now? Yeah. Uh, that's gone up in price. I, mean, I remember when it was like... 30, 30 20, It used to be... Uh, uh, it was 20, 30, 50, and then now 80. Is What's this going on with inflation with McDonald's, man? <laughs> it used to be my cheap place to eat, and now it's just going up. Yeah. I mean, you, you see how much... How expensive a, a normal deal... I mean, without this discount. This mm. So one guy came to um, my uh, my barbecue group yesterday and uh, eating a Mac Spicy um, value meal. So I, afterwards, I, I well, yeah, went back and looked up on the app, and it was costing something like $13, $14 just for a tiny little burger and uh, chips and, and drink. Yeah. Well, that's how expensive like, things are. So it's like a fillet of fish meal. It's like obscenely expensive for what you get. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a piece of fish. No, but you only get half a slice of cheese as well. <laughs> it's actually half? Yeah, it's a half slice of cheese. It's, like, it's the same with the chicken and cheese. I think that's a half slice of cheese too. What? Yeah. Well, not like anyone orders it anyway. I do. I ordered both of them. <laughs> I, I can't help it. Oh and the, fillet of my, the fillet of fish is my drunk burger of choice for some reason. <laughs> so, so, Scott, you're known as the one of the major bargain hunter players, but what are some things that you would pay full price for? That, uh, well, you, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, for context, when we covered the bargain episode, we said we'd always pay full price for things like, you know, tires in your car, Shoes, not all the time. No, not not. I suppose it's just uh, not all shoes. Better quality, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Aaron Williams. Yeah, for like office shoes. But you still look for discount. Actually, I've yeah. never bought. I've never <laughs> bought Aaron Williams full price. Yeah. <laughs> we do, but let's just say if I needed it now, then I'd, I'd be happy to pay full price for it. That is. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the that's the reason. Reason so it's for something that you do need it now. So for bargain hunting, that uh, a lot of times that uh, you you sort of buy before you need it. Mm. I, I guess that's one reason why people say it could make you spend more money because something is up. Oh, I might need that, and I can get it f- for cheap now. Yeah. So you can you go and buy, it and then you might need it later. Or sometimes it's a consumable. You know you're gonna need it every month, so you, you might as well stock up. And uh, sometimes I I would uh, be forced to pay full price because I I just need it now. Yeah. yeah. For example, I mean, tire or yeah. go out and 
you go to a restaurant and eat something and you, there's no um, coupon code there and you <laughs> have to pay full price. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. So some, some uh, say, kids' education and things like that. So Yeah, I suppose you can't coupon code school fees. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading your kids go to private schools, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, it again. <laughs> Public school's free. <laughs> Public school Wait, is not man. free, bro. Isn't it like 50 a year or something? No, it depends on how many kids you got in there. Well, <laughs> you do get different products. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, they, uh, they got partial uh, scholarships. So uh, I didn't pay full price. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a, <laughs> there's some things worth investing in. You just have like a concession card or something that you can use for private yeah. schools. But private school is expensive though. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess people have different values, but I mean, I think for me, because they got some scholarships, so um, yeah. so it's it's sort of I well, it's it's fine for me, but paying full price will be very very difficult for me to actually to accept that. What if they're just like scamming you, and they're just like, we know this guy likes a deal, we'll just pretend <laughs> this is the actual price, and we'll have it for you. Yeah, people mark up the price and <laughs> yeah. then they eBay's and <laughs> yeah, it's price checking. Yeah, yeah. They're doing an eBay. On that one, they mark out the price before they discount. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose time is a critical factor in whether or not you pay yeah. full price. I mean, like like Matt, you know, our, our, one of our friends, Matt, oh, who's just... on the podcast sometimes, mm. he's been forced to look for a mattress real quick because <laughs> he's moving out like really soon. Yeah, and he's he's had to buy two because he has to get a mattress to stop gap while the other mattress comes in. <laughs> so we told him to get like an air mattress in, in the interim. That's yeah. a bit like off topic anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I think there are just different types of bargain hunters. Some people would, cannot help but to buy when they see something cheap. Yeah. But I think for me, I, I say in, in that situation, well, I'll probably just go and look at on uh, Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree. Oh, uh, yeah. For cheap second hands or even for, for free, free stuff. Yeah. Some people just give them away. Like treadmills are insanely cheap. My friend got two cinema chairs for 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like cause the usually ones. like because they're moving out and they don't want to yeah. like, yeah. you know, move at all. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, Scott, what do you do in your spare time when you're not working on Ozbargain? I try to do some exercise, trying to run, and um, I read out news, and um, I like to play games. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, you, okay. you did say you used to make online games, but what, what do you play at the moment? At the moment. So, I, some of my friends have just got into Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. way too hardcore. They're, they're about to release their official strategy guide. It's two volumes. Oh, my God. And uh, I think it's also going to be too time-consuming as well. We're putting in uh, 80, 100 hours into it. Just wow. kill, like, two bosses. <laughs> yeah, just to <laughs> get... Too many times, man. That, that's a Dark Souls game for you. Always so hard. Can't be bothered. Do you have any all-time favorites? Uh, when I was kids, I used to like the, um, the Ultima series. I think I've Ultima played that. Ultima 6, 7, back in the early 90s. We have all the RPGs up. that... Ah. So it's like a fantasy game? Yeah. But for the things last 10 years, maybe um, maybe Skyrim? Ah, uh, so... You, yeah. <laughs> the game's been out for a while, man. Yeah. You play with all the mods. Tesla is still milking it. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They've re-released oh, on literally every console that's come out yeah. since they've released since it. Since PS3, since Xbox 360. I think I, I, yeah, I was still in high school when that came out. And I was in year 8 when that came out. And now I'm 26. So it's been it's they, a little while. They're going to release a, a PS5 version or something. Yeah. God, I'm just over just it. Just making a new game, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you really begin to the RPGs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there a lot of work that you're doing in the background for Ozbargain? Like how many hours do you do a day? I mean, we, we all work from home. And so it's, sometimes it's very hard to quant- 
quantize like how much time we actually spend on it. Mm. But for me, um, what I normally do in a day, so in the morning, I just a lot of time that I was spending on uh, checking emails and replying those emails. They're always doing support emails and also fixing up Kubernetes. So uh, a lot, what we did with Kubernetes is that uh, a lot of deals and uh, and feeds generate coupons that needs to be fixed up. So I'll be helping fixing up the, the data and also half of my time will just be uh, doing coding, doing development, creating new features and responding to or bug fixes. All right. Do you, sorry, do you ever get recognized like outside of the community or like I, in person? <laughs> Has anyone ever been like, well, aren't you? Aren't you that? I've done it once, <laughs> Scott, actually. I bumped into him once in Burwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has there been any other times? I don't, I don't think so. Really? Because people have met you in meetups and surely they might yeah. have seen you on the street. And be like, oh, I think yeah. last time I saw you in build because I think it was right after the uh, the meetups. So I saw the, I, I, I would think the memory was still fresh. So oh, okay. oh that's God. Also, also, I think that day I was wearing a Osbargan You were, you yeah. were, you were. You got to get over the brand. Yeah, well, there's levels to the levels to the game, and I suppose only the people at the highest level do recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but even Osbargan, I don't. I have uh, Scotty as my uh, yeah, Scotty my avatar. From, yeah, Scotty from Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a bit harder to recognize then. Devin, yeah. So I, I don't really put my face out there, and um, I mean even Osbargan, not many people, especially for a lot of people who join Osbargan. Recently, wouldn't know Osbargan. I mean, Scotty is the one who started Osbargan. Yeah. Because I, my my team of moderators, uh, Niels and Henza and Mucha. I mean, they all they are the one doing a lot of uh, moderations and answer, mm-hmm. answering uh, Triumph forums. Yeah, a lot of times that people know that Osbargan has a team, but doesn't really know who actually started. Mm. I, I remember seeing a um a forum post once. And uh, I think they found your LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is, this is our guy. <laughs> it's him. It's him. We, we, we found him. Yeah. But I've, I've noticed you, you, your, your user um, account has number one. So it's, it's unique That's, identifier yeah. as number one. So it's the That's the first user got. created. So. Yeah. What? As number one? No, because I, I think all the users have an ID has number. An ID. Oh. Yeah. And Scott's is number one. You're kidding. Now I got to know what mine is. <laughs> So you go to slash user slash uh, your user ID. Oh, okay. Oh, far people down, are going to find me. Far down the line. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was a member since 2015. I was a lurker for a bit. And I, I'm still a lurker. <laughs> you making an account, bro. What's wrong with you, man? Posted. I'm, I'm, you know, like contributing to the revenue. Oh, true. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> if you weren't working on Ozbargain, what do you think you would have been doing? So if I didn't start with Bargain, I'd probably still be uh, working as a developer or a solution architect somewhere. Mm. Maybe still in my old, in the, in the old company. But if I, um, I mean, another angle is that if I finish up with Osbargan, what will I be doing? Then I'm not too sure. So I I think after you, you're working for yourself for a while, it's, I find it very difficult to actually bring myself under another manager and working for a 9 to 5 job again. It would be. Yeah. You don't get to dictate what you do anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you can just take extended lunches whenever you want or <laughs> you know, just leave for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I can, I, yeah, I, I can watch YouTube and uh, and do a moderation at the same time. That's true. That. Yeah. I should, we should probably ask because the angle of the podcast, I suppose, is to explore like the Asian Australian experience. And you said your, your family moved out from Taiwan uh, when you were eight, in year eight, was it? Year eight, was it was it like a 
like a purely economic decision or did you guys come over for like some other reason just to change the scene? Yeah, career options or something? Uh, no, no real career. I mean, my parents moved here for uh, the kids' sake for, my, for me and some, for my brother. I think back in the early 90s, there was a lot of um, immigrants from Taiwan. So a lot of times that the parents are still working in Taiwan. So they, they came here and um, they might buy a house and then settle the kids into a school. And uh, the mom might be staying here and the dad was to be uh, working in Taiwan travel a few times a year. So that was my arrangement back in the early 90s. So as of the reason, yeah. So maybe for education, but there are quite a few reasons. I'm not too sure what I should talk about this, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all up to you, but... Yeah, so my, my granddad, was uh, he was born in, in China. And um, so he... Uh, I mean, we know history. Uh, 1949, the, yeah. uh, the Chinese government went to Taiwan. And mm. um, so I think at late 80s, my granddad thought, oh, well... The other side is getting too uh, too strong. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so he thought that oh, Taiwan might not be stable. Mm. So he was asking my dad, so if he has a mean, and maybe move the family overseas. Yeah. So that's what uh, he has decided back yeah. then. I suppose it's a common thread in a lot of um, Asian Australian. Yeah, families. mostly just escaping war, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a lot of uh, similar trope with that. Most of my listeners can relate. Yeah. Well, at least their parents can too. How's it going up here in the nineties? As I, I say, I actually uh, I actually went to uh, high school in Queensland. Actually, I, I live in on the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. In the early nineties, so um, I, I still don't know how to surf. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I found it was quite different. So it was a small town and um, very sunny, and um, the study was relatively easy compared to Taiwan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it rank better in most, most cases. So one thing I found, I mean, what brought me to Sydney was that I actually came to visit Sydney in 94. So I, I knew some friends in Sydney and I, I came down to visit and actually visit some of the unions. Oh, this, I actually thought oh, it was a nice big city and uh, very different from Queensland from where I was from. So I so, thought, well, well, maybe I'll come down here to, uh, to study uni. And you just decided to set up base here. Yeah, so I have <laughs> my parents and my uh, my siblings still in uh, in Queensland. Um, so just myself here. Is there anything else we need to cover? No, uh, unless you you want to touch on anything else. My Asianness, or <laughs> <laughs> not specifically? No. No, we just like to get it. We we like to ask because get a bit of a, feel. a perspective. Because I think one of the things that we were talking about with the Asian Australian identity, it's not like one kind of homogenous identity yeah. yeah so like within it you've got like all different like subcultures and it's nice to see like the difference between each of them because you, you, we want people to know it's not a homogenous identity you know there's a lot of things to it so like exploring people's stories about it it's really interesting mm-hmm. and also uh, if you guys don't really know scott he's a little bit older than us so his perspective is a bit different and yeah because your stories yeah yeah up until now we've only had people like around the 20 to 30 range early, so yeah yeah oh well actually apart from my mum i forgot my mum came mom. on <laughs> that was very early on so you, you remember we, we were having a discussion before to see if scotty was the oldest guest on the show i think my mum's she's 50 so okay yeah a bit older yeah never mind, <laughs> never mind. You, you I, forgot. We, we, I completely forgot it was one of the earlier things <laughs> i was very early on yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's good to have a different uh, perspective. I mean, also that not everyone was born in Australia so or came to Australia when they were very young. So I, I came here when I was in junior high school, So, which will have a very different experience to those who came here when they were in primary or when they were infants or for those people who were born here. How is it connecting with your kids? Because they, they would have grown up here. Yeah. And the, the culture is going to be very different now. Very too. different. Yeah. And I suppose because you've got two daughters as well, so it'd be harder for you than it is for my mum. But although my mum does have a handful with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, language is one thing. So I was trying to speak uh, Mandarin to them, but I mean, like most Asian Australians, they are like growing up. I mean, they they are not going to any uh, Chinese school, so um, and they have no interest in learning Chinese. <laughs> oh god, no, that was me with Viet school. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I never went to. Uh, the only way, like, I know how to speak is just through osmosis. So, like, learning it from listening and then <laughs> <laughs> just repeating things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard because, like, uh, sometimes I'll I'll have I'll speak to my grandma and it'll be really slow to come out. So oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, it takes a while. So when you came in junior year, did you like have much English speaking skills already? Not much. I mean, in Taiwan, we you do learn about English. I mean, you do learn the twenty six alphabets. Oh and yeah. When they yeah. form together, they form words, and that, that's about it. So I don't <laughs> have any uh, speaking experience, or I don't. A lot of times that you, uh, the only English you hear from the uh, TV, the sitcoms, so most of them will be speaking American English. Rather than the Queensland English, which is very different. <laughs> more slang, a lot more yeah, slang. Yeah, uh, Australians got a lot, like Australian English has a lot of like jargon in it. Yeah. So it's a bit funny to grasp. It's, it's, yeah, I can imagine it's pretty hard to, to learn and pick up a lot of the nuances of Australian language. and. Yeah. But I have noticed that like a lot, like for example, people in Hong Kong, when they come over here, they speak with an American accent. Yeah. To us anyway. Oh, really? Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, I suppose because look, it depends where they learn English. But a lot of the people that I've met from Hong Kong, actually, I was just interested. You said you used to make online games. I work for a gaming company. Doesn't mean that I uh, I make online games. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So right, I'm right. actually making the uh, journal database system uh, for the uh, backends. Oh, okay. So more uh, the technical side of things. Yeah. So I uh, do a bit of cryptography and um, and a lot a lot of database implementations in the in the back end. So that was my um, second job. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know there were like much jobs in for companies that do gaming out here. Because yeah. I remember uh, when I first before I went to uni and studied, I was like, oh, I, I wouldn't mind working in gaming. But then it was a bit hard because I was like, I don't think there are any studios out here. I think it's yeah, really harder that, yeah. because there were there were quite a few back in the early noughties and uh, mm. yeah, just a few years ago. So, but I mean, it's getting harder in Australia. But I remember um, maybe 10, 20 years ago, there were quite a few uh, gaming houses. So it was during the, the dot studio. com bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even after that. Oh, this still, yeah, it's still out here. What are some things that? you would recommend that you need to like pay a discount on almost everything <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you can get the, the coupons you can i think a lot of times that as we just previously discussed a lot of times you pay full price because you don't have a choice so um yeah sometimes bargaining requires a bit a bit of planning knowing that what sort of things you need and then you know the the discount cycles for example right now is end of financial year a lot yeah. of things are on discount. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, for example, the uh, Amazon Prime Day is coming up next month. 
in July. So you know things happening. So you sort of know. Okay, these are the things I I want to buy, and I'm just going to put it into a queue and then wait for the for the discount. So majority of times, if you don't need the thing straight away, you can find bargains.、Mm. So it just takes a bit of foresight. Yeah, and also use cash rewards or shop back. <laughs> There's yeah, there are quite a few、uh, hacks and、uh, tricks and yeah, cash reward. I mean, getting the cash back using your credit card wisely to get the points. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're deep into that. Well, we, we love we love <laughs>、yeah. the old credit card schemes <laughs> with, with、yeah. the point hacks and especially the Amex deals. Yeah, we, we've yeah. got a, we're planning a holiday. Soon, and we're trying to fund the whole holiday exclusively off points and discounts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a counter up. So bad. <laughs> it, it makes it easy because we're living out of an RV for ten days. <laughs> okay, before we let you go, Scott, is there anything you want to let our viewers, listeners know? Well, check out Osbargan before you buy anything. <laughs> right, where can everyone find you? Scotty at Osbargan dot com dot au. That's my email address and、uh, the website for Osbargan. If you haven't heard of it. What would that、yeah. be? Oz <laughs> Bargain. Oh, I think right now on Google, if you just search for Oz, Oz Bargain will actually come up first. Wow! Oh wow! We'll do a test right now. See if he's telling the truth. Oh god! It actually is the、oh, top yeah, one. Oh yeah, first recommended search. It beats out Oz Lotto. <laughs> so your website's more addictive than the lottery. <laughs> no, but you, you you are providing you and you, you and the community are providing a very well, important. Both of、service. them might waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> But at least you get something tangible outside、uh, out of Osborne, rather than debt. Yeah, yeah. And you have a community behind you wasting money together. <laughs> There's a sense of camaraderie. It's nice. Okay, so you all can find the website that we're always on, osbargain.com.au. Thank you, Scott, for joining us on today's episode. Thank you for inviting me. It's、all、been、right. a pleasure, and finally for me being able to put a、uh, face to the name. <laughs> yeah, you don't been to the meetups. No, I've never been、you. to the meetups. Oh well. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.